From across time and space and throughout the multiverse, listen as two generations of comic book readers come together to discuss a single character or event that shaped pop culture as we know it. Let Your Geek Side Show presents Then and Now with Susan and Kitty. Hey everyone, I'm Susan. And I'm Kitty. And can we really do a proper retrospective on things that basically created the Marvel Universe? I don't know. It's kind of like then and now and, and always. Forever. And always, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it, at some point or another, you've wanted to wield one of these infinite cosmic power stones or gems, depending on when you came into knowledge about these guys. So we have time, space, power, reality, mind, and soul, and they all come into play in this new episode. So prepare yourselves. Let's see if we can assemble a full gauntlet by the end of this. So this is the Infinity Stones or Gems, then and now. I have to keep saying that. <laughs> then, now, and always. Then, now, and always. Always, always, always. So this is the first one that we've done that's not really a character. It's not really a character. This is I a... Mean, I could argue that they are their own characters. Absolutely. And but I, this is like a core building block of the Marvel Universe. It's the cos it's the cosmics. Like it's you know, it's like if we did um like the Titans or something um like in Greek mythology, there's mm-hmm. like the Kronos and the Titans, like they came before the gods. Like the that's what we're doing here. Yeah. This is everything that came before the Marvel Universe. Yes. This is what all the power in the Marvel Universe stems from. And I resent that most of these say stones because they are gems. <laughs> <laughs> they were gems My when they showed up. Stones. <laughs> and that, that's the then and now. That's the then and now. <laughs> it's like a huge, I mean, it is actually a huge talking point between a lot of geeks where you, you hear people say stones versus gems. And personally, it's all pretty jewelry to me, isn't it? <laughs> right? Infinite power in the form of a just golden glove that holds it all. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) um, for my side on the then, I'm basically going to be talking about what I consider like the trilogy, which is Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, and Infinity Crusade that happened in 91, 92, 93, respectively. (laughs) And then on the now side of things, I mean, and Susan will help me out with this, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, that's where it's all headed to right now. Right. Once they once they got that first Avengers film off the ground, like that was when it was like, hey, we might have enough traction. But to... they set up the building blocks long before they that. They did. They did. But but that kind of I mean, with the inclusion of Thanos in the end credits, yes. that was like, hey, we're gonna hit the ground running on this. And um there's and to lead up to the the film, uh, Marvel Comics is putting out some new stuff that we will cover Infinity Countdown and their recently announced uh, Infinity Wars. That's plural. cool. Yeah. So they go from Secret War to Secret Wars and now Infinity War and Infinity Wars. Yeah, but Civil War and Civil War 2 doesn't Come on, guys. quite fit the pattern. <laughs> you missed your pattern opportunity for this. But, um, yeah. I mean, with I'm, Infinity Stones, Infinity Gems, there is infinite storytelling potential for these objects and even if you take them one at a time you're talking about the the power of all time the power of all space all reality Mm -hmm. like that's just to start where where do you start with that where do you go from all of time go (laughs) (laughs) well where does marvel start with that um it's basically starts with the inception of the universe (laughs) you know they have 
uh, they have all of their, now I'm totally blanking on their names, but like the Living Tribunal and Ego. The Elders of the Universe? The Elders of the Universe. And I was like, I, was like, I know that the if The Gardener, I, the Runner, Yeah, and I was like, if champion. I keep naming them, I know that you'll eventually tell me what they're called. Yes. <laughs> uh, but these guys come into play like very rarely in this, except that uh, they do make appearances in the Infinity Gauntlet series. But the Infinity Gauntlet series starts with a guy named Thanos. And <laughs> oh, that guy? <laughs> his willingness to impress Mistress Death. So really, I think that all of this comes down to um, that right there. It's It's Thanos. So when you have a villain who's all powerful who contains all of the power in the universe what do you do with him well several accounts say that you destroy half the universe and then you rebuild <laughs> yes or you undo it by utilizing the very thing that he has weaponized <laughs> um but that that's where for me cuz i'm going to truth be told i think that this is actually a very confusing topic because there are six gems um, there are six different ways to like explain all of this. The gems have done things like evolved and switched colors. They have completely different powers. Um, and I find it confusing. And it was something that always confused me as a comic book reader when I like I actually didn't read Infinity Gauntlet back in the 90s, mostly because I think I was too young. <laughs> I would have only been a little like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been in junior high yet too young to comprehend the cosmic powers at play yeah too young <laughs> to comprehend oh Thanos just snapped and killed half of reality of all things that live um so for me it was something that I had to revisit to understand different elements of the Marvel universe that I really loved like I loved Doctor Strange as a character and he plays such a huge part in um in the Infinity Gauntlet series, including like kind of keeping Adam Warlock in check. Because <laughs> the most perfect being in the universe. He's I always say that because he is. He's the most perfect being in the universe. But uh but someone has but he still has to answer to somebody. And you know, Doctor Strange and his infinite arrogance <laughs> uh decided that that would be him. So um Will they make it a quadrilogy with infinity arrogance? With Possibly. <laughs> I, I mean, I th I hope so. But, you know, spoiler alert, in the end, Adam Warlock is able to get the gauntlet from Thanos at the end of Infinity Gauntlet. And he has to separate the stones. And it's actually Doctor Strange who encourages Adam Warlock to do it because he asks him honestly if he thinks he deserves all this power <laughs> or if he can wield it and without being corrupt. So that's something... That being Adam Warlock and the most perfect being in the universe, you have to be self-aware enough to understand, no, I can't. And that's what happens in Infinity War. The the I <laughs> like if you if you look at these stories as a trilogy, you wind up having like the the dramatic first the first uh, act. The first act. And then the second one is really like the blockbuster blowout type act where nothing ends happily and everything <laughs> is terrible by the end and different people need to have the different stones because they keep trying to keep all the stones together and they're realizing that's not working we can't <laughs> keep all the stones together so then the resolution happens mm -hmm. in the crusade so that's kind of what I was looking at coming from from that side of things where I was I always uh I always thought of it as like the part of the Marvel Universe that was bigger than 
than Earth, than than mm-hmm. what we have right now. And so I'm super looking forward to the Marvel Cinematic Universe further exploring that. Like, we always talk about that moment in Avengers where you first see Thanos. Yes. And I <laughs> legit punched the person that I was seeing the movie with because I couldn't believe that they were going to go out there. See, when I saw that movie, the people that I was with were like, oh, oh, it's that guy. And I was like, who is that guy? Because the... the um, cinematic universe was kind of my first exposure to these so i was like who who is that guy and then they all pulled out their phones quickly to go on wikipedia and go who is that purple guy at the end of the avengers oh my god <laughs> i hate all the people you saw that movie with because i i punched the person i was with and i was like i said a curse word and then was like thanos <laughs> and the person i was with was like who is that and i just was like are you kidding me that's the mad titan that's thanos they're like was it the mad titan or is it thanos and i was like i'm leaving this theater (laughs) (laughs) well see it's interesting that you said um with the initial like infinity gems and and you stayed a lot in the x-men universe kind of when this was completely was in the x-men happening when this was happening i guess these aren't terribly i mean they're not terribly confusing to me i don't think i have as deep of an understanding of all their powers i'm just kind of like yeah i i i understand but but i also think if you came in um around when you came in they were a lot more defined and a lot more because like for a while people could do this and this and this with them and now and um, now we've gotten to a point where marvel actually has a flow chart explaining exactly what everything does. so yeah so if you <laughs> if you want to jump onto kitty's now list that she'll tell you at the end of the show <laughs> there will be an actual guideline for you whereas i was like wait which one's the purple one again <laughs> and, and then the marvel movies kind of betrayed everyone's expectations by flipping the colors and flipping the almost like the the appearances i mean my my favorite one in the films which was sadly underutilized in its film was the reality stone or not even a stone but the ether yeah because that was almost like a fog in the film yeah it was oh the and just the the viscous nature of it really kind of for me i was like oh my god that would be reality because it's so fluid and and it shapes everything but and then with (laughs) space you had that it opened up this like portal and yeah that is kind of how space is used in the comics as well but you always see everything come back to that stone or that gem mm-hmm. and no offense to malekith in in thor the dark world but dude if you can warp reality think bigger than returning the world to darkness that was the one that always <laughs> like like i've seen the power of how other people want to use the stones in the films like ronan wants to wipe out xandar and all this stuff but Oh my God, I, I think this is where it comes in where everyone has that fantasy of like what they would do with one of these powers. Like, dude, think bigger. If yeah. you can warp all of reality, yeah. that's my favorite. If of you the could stones. warp all of reality, <laughs> you would make it dark. Okay, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a nightlight and that's fixed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I have a flashlight, so your plan is foiled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been fascinating to watch how the Marvel movies have unraveled each of these and and... And and the Dark World was kind of the first one with its end credit scene where people could start to see, or at least in, in from my perspective, people could start to see there's there are now pawns in mm-hmm. play and we have to wait to see which one comes up next in which film and and I mean everyone's That's funny. So the Dark World was the first time you noticed that. Well, I, I understood 
the the Tesseract in the Avengers was a big deal, but I mean Loki's scepter was still kind of concealed until Age of Ultron. Like it didn't for, for me and my yeah. No, I'm, my just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just like okay, that's cool. But when, I love different perspectives yeah, on when people figure things out. When the Asgardians take and and even before while Jane is infected with the Aether or. Can you be infected with an infinity I gem? I, whatever I think, it was. I think you kind of possessed. Become, do you possessed or you become the guardian of? Yeah. Um, but when, when the Asgardians take it to the collector mm-hmm. and then it's like, boom, Thor and guardians of the galaxy like that. Now and, and we've got elders of the universe now in play. It's mm-hmm. like, that's when, that's for me when I first, and I was well reading comics by the mm-hmm. time oh, yeah. Dark World came out. But this was when I was like, there are pawns that Marvel is going to be moving and and for me this was it was fascinating and terrifying and and it's been cool to watch it unravel what it was for me i don't know why but i it never occurred to me that these could be the stones until cap told nick fury to they should have left it in the water and i don't know what it was about that line that completely gave it away for me that i was like oh my god Like when he was like, we're looking for a source of renewable energy. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. But that one line when Cap's walking away and he's like, you should have left it, should have left it in the water. I was like, are those the gems? Ooh. I don't know what it was about that line, but that was, that was my moment. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause for me, I'm, I've with, with those films, especially the earlier ones for Mm me, I was just kind of taking what was presented to me and going, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. So, I mean. I know everyone's like eagerly awaiting to see where the soul stone will show up, but we've seen all the other ones in play in the movies now. So you mentioned um, the ether or the aether or whatever it's the reality stone. Yes. The reality stone. The reality um, like goo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just going to call it the reality stone for clarity's sake. Yeah. Because this, like I this said, can this, get this can get really confusing. Um, so the reality stone um, was used. Interestingly, for me, it was the time stone. And the time stone is always used really interestingly in both the comics and the movie because the time stone is always kind of used. We talk about Thanos and he destroys half the universe. Well, the time stone is how we go back and we reset it. Mm -hmm. And the way that Doctor Strange uses it in the MCU is also the same type of thing where he's, he's catching himself in a loop in order to save the world. But like that's in, in a place where time doesn't exist. In a place where time doesn't exist. And in the same way that he in the Infinity Gauntlet, I don't I don't know. I guess this is like a what, 20-year-old comic. It's okay to spoil <laughs> things. So what Thanos does is he actually in order, he's constantly trying to do, give offerings to Mistress Death, right? So he loves her. He's offering things to her. She won't talk to him. She's only talking to him through liaisons. <laughs> sounds, like you do you know I was like kind of sounds like high school but you know whatever um, and he winds up because Nebula at this point has one of Thanos's ships and is claiming to be his granddaughter and wants to help him and instead Thanos holds her in a state of infinite pain I keep using the word infinite but he holds her <laughs> in a stasis where she is always in pain on the edge of death and he thinks this is going to be the most perfect offering to Lady Death ooh Right? Because she's not dead, but she could be dead. So Thanos has already offered her. teasing in a way. Right. Yeah. He's trying to lure her mm. in. Right? That's what we do <laughs> with the games we play, right? Um, but in doing so, like, this allows Nebula a chance to also steal the gauntlet, 
which she does and turns herself backwards in time Mm. to where she's not in this stasis anymore. So stasis and like where the gems are used also becomes almost important to the stories that they're told in. So... I think, and and going back to the the incident with Doctor Strange in the films, I think where we had seen we'd seen already the the space stone um, power stone, which I, yeah, you're gonna blow up a planet with that. Like I don't know, it, it might sound like I'm thinking like, oh, the Marvel f- movies think too small, and that makes me sound like a megalomaniac. Are but... you a daughter of Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> but I I thought that the appearance of the time stone. And and the fact that Doctor Strange could bring the concept of time to a realm where it didn't exist and Dormammu's like, what is going on? Like, that's when I thought, like, okay, this one was the most powerful, I think, depiction of what we had seen so far F- between both time and soul. I think those are the two that, for me, they kind of elude me. Like, what what would you use that for? But like, Well, the soul stone, I mean, we haven't seen it in the cinematic universe yet. So this one's, I'm, I mean, more difficult to talk about the now of it because we, we aren't entirely sure of the now. And I don't even, like, it probably won't even appear. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. Let's not speculate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that in the comics right now, Gamora is partially trapped inside of the time stone. Or, sorry, the soul stone. Mm. And that was something for me is Adam Warlock has been trapped inside of the soul stone and the soul stone can trap a soul in its entirety or partially. And I think Hank Pym also yes. uh, has been trapped in it yes. now. Yes, yes. And so what's interesting is also that there are several characters that can wield power over certain stones because of their abilities, mm-hmm. which I find fascinating in terms of like, well, we haven't met Adam Warlock in... Well, I guess we kind of we kind of did. We saw <laughs> him being created right um, by the Sovereign in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but we haven't actually met Adam Warlock yet. And I'm curious to see is he going to be able to, you know, have power over the Soul Stone the way he does in the comics? Because if he does, that's partially what leads to Thanos's undoing. Mm-hmm. So the fact that. Adam Warlock can hop in and out of the Soul Stone and trap other people in it with him and trap himself partially, but also not be entirely trapped in there as well. Like, is that going to play any sort of part moving forward? Right. And it's it's interesting seeing all the characters we've had now in the in the then comics and the now movies who's got who've gotten their hands on it. Um, the comics right now, we've got a whole new set of players yeah. with their hands on the stones. Like yeah. it's well, because do, do the now feature the Illuminati at all, who each have a different stone? I don't know if this this right now, what they're doing in Infinity Countdown, I okay. don't know if it's considered okay. the Illuminati. I know that um, the Illuminati did play a part in Secret Wars. Yes. Um, and a lot of the now stuff that I do talk about uh, comes back to Secret Wars 2015 because um, the gauntlet was seen there. Um, Black Panther actually had it. Yeah. Um, and, and he wound up being one of the keepers of one of the stones. Yes. And and uh, Namor was also there and, and they had to, they had Namor. to retrieve. <laughs> they had Bring to retrieve. Namor to the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to retrieve the gauntlet to defeat Doom. And then the universes exploded once they defeated Doom, and the the stones kind of disappeared for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they reformed. But uh, what's most humorous for me is that they reformed in the same colors that they are in the films. Uh, so I think to make to make it a little bit of an easier transition for readers um, coming into it now, so all the colors of the stones 
their forms aren't exactly the same and the ways in which they appeared in Infinity Countdown are not the same as they are in the films, but they have changed the colors because that visual representation is yeah. really And I think important. that because we talk in this podcast all the time of, of there has to be something that is the like through line. Otherwise, how do you continue to have a character, which these are six characters, mm-hmm. you know, if you really think about it, they have their own personalities, they have their own storylines, they have their own power. And um, the, so the through lines of the characters are the physical stones, mm-hmm. um, th- like having the physical attributes, regardless of the color, you need to have these physical gems or stones because you need that visual of putting them on because comics is a visual medium you need to put that so is film you need to put them on the gauntlet they have to be there you need to see dr strange open up the eye of agamotto and have the time stone be in there so it's really funny though because the power stone right now i I don't know um well right now in the infinity countdown ultron is the one who's actually trying to assemble all the stones to rewrite history um there was a a story called the rage of ultron from a couple years back that explains um how he he kind of got combined with Hank Pym's own persona. And so he's a man with an insecurity complex fueled by a robot's rage and hatred of humanity. And so he's now... Wow, on that is it terrible. Is a winning combination. But, that um, sounds awful. <laughs> the Power Stone isn't so easily collected right now because it's the size of a mountain and Drax is oh, actually wow. guarding it on an alien planet. That's amazing. And Captain Marvel had to go to a different reality to find the reality stone, it appeared in um, the Weird World series, and it t- actually turned into a dragon. It That's so fun. Yeah, and, and that was really cool because um, the Weird World series was a short-lived Secret Wars and then mm-hmm. after. Um, and all the characters in Weird World wanted this thing they called the Seed. The, it had a funny name for Weird World, but you didn't realize and that was one of the first instances of the stones reappearing in the post-Secret Wars Um so, and, and so it turned into a dragon and flew off to a different reality. So the <laughs> the comics are almost mirroring what they did in the MCU where they're talking about like the reality stone is this thing that nobody can quite comprehend what it is, much like our own realities. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. we're, we're trying to expand on our minds and stuff. Speaking of which, we're... We haven't even touched on the Mind Stone at all. <laughs> and I am so, so curious. So Infinity Countdown at this point at which I am talking to you um, has only had three issues. It's been yes. a, a Adam Warlock special, which explains he's he's Magus now. Yes. Right? Um, so he's, he, this whole I actually read that series mm. and it's a really great catch up on the history of Adam Warlock. If you do not know who he is. Perfect. And then there was Infinity Countdown Prime, which is technically the zero issue. And then issue number one, um, number two comes out in mid-April, like a week before Infinity Wars or Infinity War uh, hits screens. But the Mind Stone, this is and this is where it's cool where you see um, where you can see like Thanos has had his hands on these stones and or gems, I'm sorry, uh, and Adam Warlock has had them. The Mind Stone currently rests in the hands of petty crook Turk Barrett, who really? people actually might know from the Daredevil series, um, yeah. from the, the Netflix, and and he's in the comics, but he is a small-time crook who has the Mind Stone. Is he aware that he has the Mind Stone? I think he knows he's got something special. I, I don't know if he knows okay. what exactly he has, but he's been using it to his advantage, and uh, he... Again, he's thinking too small, but he's been he's been using it to cheat at 
cards and and win money and kind of live a nice lifestyle. They call him Mr. Turk. And so that's crazy. It's really cool to see now characters from all over the cosmos of the Marvel Universe are scrambling to find these things. And one of them landed in the lap of a Hell's Kitchen criminal. Yeah. Which is, I, I think that's really now, cool. The Mind Stone is one of those also that a character in the Marvel Universe has had a little bit of influence over just based on her powers because Scarlet Witch always was able to alter sort of um, the minds of people. When we talk about Scarlet Witch, we always talk about how she's so powerful that she doesn't even really comprehend how powerful she is. Mm -hmm. So whether she's aware or not, even in these older 90s comics, she she doesn't seem to be entirely aware, um, which is her which is insane, which is her weakness, ultimately, and why Thanos defeats her in the Infinity Gauntlet series. So and she but, even has ties to it in the cinematic universe, which is what I was going to bring up. Excellent. Like, uh, oh, it all like, connects. <laughs> it, it is. And that's the thing is the cinematic universe does such a good job of um, even though they might have switched the colors and even though they might have like tweaked things here and there, they're ultimately being completely true to the origins of these gems and where they come from. Like, yeah, OK, so Scarlet Witch isn't a mutant in the MCU, but she was created by the Mind Stone, which is interesting because her powers are altering perception and altering reality and altering the mind. And now with the Mind Stone embedded in the Vision's forehead... That brought him to life. And and they've always had a connection. They've always had a great dynamic, which has been, they've, they've been like a power couple. In I love, the, and, I love when superheroes are power couples. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for her to just be so happy about that. But, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision have always been so connected. And so to have the, the stone that she was made with land in the, like, bring to life. It brought him to life. Yeah. yeah. It's and now he's the keeper of it for yeah. how much longer we don't know. But it but I'm also wondering if she's going to have any sort of influence in Infinity War over the Mind Stone because that's something that she was able to do very slightly in the MCU, like in the comics. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's just infinite potential for all of these things. And so it's really cool to see that Marvel, Marvel takes these stories seriously in the way that they want to present them and, and, of course, these things are going to change in color and size and shape and what dimension they end up in and who's holding on to them. Kind of like that because it's like we're treating them as characters like we were talking about. Like yeah. they are characters. They do influence story and they drive the entire universe. So where would fans go looking if they are trying to track the Infinity Stones across comic books? So I would start with um, Infinity Gauntlet. Then go to that's from Jim Starlin, drawn by George Perez and Ron Lim. Ooh, all star team! <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous and smart and fun, and you definitely are going to want to check it out. I would first go with Infinity Gauntlet, and if you like it, you can move into Infinity War and Infinity Crusade, all by Jim Starlin. All right, and if you're looking to uh, keep track of the Infinity Stones now. Make sure you watch all the Marvel movies. Please do that. I mean, that's that's. And if you need to make a chart, you should just <laughs> write down which ones in which place at each moment. It's a fun game to keep track of them. Um, but if you're looking for the comics right now, I mean, you are in a prime position to jump in. Um, Infinity Countdown is just kind of just beginning. And what are they counting down to? Well, Marvel just announced that they are launching a summer event, Infinity Wars, in July. Um, it is spinning out of the pages of Infinity Countdown. So we'll... 
we'll see where these stones end up. They're all in shuffling between hands right now. Um, and Infinity Wars will be written by Jerry Duggan with art by Mike Diodato Jr. and Frank Martin on colors. Marvel hasn't given us a lot of information, but at C2E2, which is a Chicago convention, they will be revealing more details about this massive, apparently massive event. There seems to even be a new character on the cover. That's awesome. Um, so that'll be in early April. So you guys, you're in, you're in a prime position for just seeing all the Infinity Stones and in including <laughs> Avengers Infinity War hits theaters on April 27th. And the next issue, like Kitty was saying, of Infinity Countdown arrives in stores on April 18th. So that's the Infinity Stones then, then and, and now. now. Thank you guys for listening. And don't forget to let your geek side show. This has been Then and Now. For more ad-free pop culture news and content, visit geeksideshow.com. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to let your geek side show.